for dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Time travel movie month goes back seven, 18 years <laughs> to 2003 to bring us a, uh, a time travel movie that starts off seeming like it's going to have so much plot. Mm-hmm. And then about halfway through, you realize that like, oh, no, this is all this is. Yeah, this and is it's, it. <laughs> and okay. it's incredibly disappointing. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't given good reviews in the first place, <laughs> so it's not like it is necessarily a surprise. Yeah, I am not surprised. <laughs> but it is a movie that is, I guess, unfortunately timely because I legitimately did not know until the credits that this was directed by Richard Donner who is like a big famous movie director. He directed the original Superman movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like he's it's a big time guy mm-hmm. who just recently passed away. So oh. it's like, what a horrible way to honor his memory mm. <laughs> by Sorry. watching the 2003 American science fiction adventure film Timeline. <laughs> written by... Uh, well, I mean, the screenplay is written by different people, but based on the book written by Michael Crichton, who wrote Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. most famously, uh, and many other things that became movies as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he was also a part of ER. I think he helped create ER. Cool. Something like that. Yeah, he, he worked in like TV and movies, too. He wasn't just like a novelist mm-hmm. who like sometimes gave them his books. Yeah. <laughs> he was he actually fairly involved. Yeah, yeah. And he hated this movie. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, I would hope that the book is better. Yeah, I I felt like I had read this book. I've I've read many Michael Crichton books. Okay. And I could have sworn this was one that I did read. Like I know that it's at my parents' house right now. I could find it right now. <laughs> um, but that does not necessarily mean that I read it, but I thought I did. Mm. I don't know, man. I thought there was so much more to it. I looked into the novel mm-hmm. on Wikipedia as well to look through that. And it's like, there's a little bit more, but not really. Oh. At least not that the Wikipedia can explain. You know, if it's yeah. way more detailed or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that, then obviously I'm not going to really pick up on that. Uh, and that story, according to IMDb, is uh, a group of archaeologists become trapped in the past when they go there to retrieve a friend. The group must survive in 14th century France before they can escape back to the 21st century. Yep. That's That's, all there is. Yep. Almost zero twists or turns or Mm -hmm. anything that's sort of uh, interesting or (laughs) spices up the story other than uh, a ridiculous character moment that I half saw coming for Gerard Butler. Um, Oh, because Gerard Butler's in this movie. Gerard Butler, mm-hmm. Paul Walker, Billy Connolly, uh, David Thewlis, who plays the uh, the the head bad guy, like the, the worst of the bad guys. Yes. He, uh, I'm, I know he's in stuff beforehand, but most people will know him from uh, Harry Potter. Mm. He's Professor Lupin. But that dude's in it, like not a, a slouch of a cast. Neil McDonough. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Um, what's his face? Oh my God, how did I ever forget? Ethan Embry. Yeah. Like a bunch of folks that we've had in movies before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and just some people that were like wonderful surprises, like Michael Sheen. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, really? My, my yes. note, I completely blanked on the actor's name when he first came up, and I was just like, Aro? 
Yeah. <laughs> is that? Oh, it is because oh, the oh, first the first shot of him, I wasn't a hundred percent sure. No, yeah, it took me a little bit later into the movie to really realize, like, oh, that is young Michael Sheen. I don't yeah. think, I, yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, definitely. He was fun. <laughs> um, the lead character, played by Paul Walker, is a conundrum in and of himself <laughs> like he, there's a his character is in the book mm-hmm. and he's just as like whiny and weak and do nothing as he is in the movie okay. which is something that i noted several times throughout it was like when is chris going to do anything mm-hmm. and be heroic at all or whatever like he's literally just sitting around telling people not to do things mm-hmm. and then they do it themselves and he doesn't <laughs> it's like what <laughs> why is he even fucking here it's so annoying and the weird thing about the story because you know the thing it says oh they have to go back in time to find a friend it's like it's not just a friend it's the professor of this archaeological dig, like the guy who's he's in charge of it all. Yeah. And he also is somehow Paul Walker's dad, yeah. despite being Billy Connolly. Yeah. And completely Scottish <laughs> and not hiding it at all. And Paul Walker not being Scottish in the slightest. Yeah. So, like, obviously, they're just going with the, like, oh, you, you, his mom was probably American and he grew up in America, so he doesn't have an accent. Mm-hmm. He is not his son in the book. Chris is just a separate person. Yeah. And so it's like, why make him his dad when you know he's going to be Scottish and Paul Walker isn't? And it's going to create this whole conundrum that you have to explain away with like, oh, remember your mom? We lived in Kentucky for a while or something, you know, some throwaway line like that. It's like, you don't fucking need that if you don't make him his dad for no reason. You know, it's so lame. There was no point to it. Yeah. It added nothing. It's like uh, the other people in this group... Gerard Butler's character, uh, oh my God, what is his name? Merrick. Merrick, yeah, Merrick and and Kate and Francois and these other people, they're all wanting to find the professor when he goes missing mm-hmm. and then they find artifacts from him from the 1400 or the 1300s in France. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? How is his writing on this centuries old paper? What is going on here? And everyone's like, oh shit, we got to do so. We got to find him. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. That's all the motivation you need. He doesn't need to be his dad. He yeah. could just be like, oh, fuck, my professor. Yeah. Like that <laughs> man so- that we've been working side by side with for years on something we're all very passionate about. Exactly. Like- and it's just like there's no reason to make him his dad at all. Yeah. And it's one of those just like tiny little things where it's like <laughs> you change something from the book for no reason and it just makes everything worse. Yep. And it's just like, why? Just Why did stop. it even pop into your head? What reason? <laughs> you know, it's like there's never a reason. You know, it's like imagine it's like making The Shining and then being like, you know what? What if Danny's his nephew, not his son? Like, what? Why? Why would you change that? Oh, did that wreck it? Like, yes, you idiot. Don't touch that. Oh, it's so ridiculous to me. Man. But... <laughs> That's Real. just that's just the top of it, you know? Like that's just that's just where the movie starts. Yeah. Dude, Gerard Butler in this movie is totally perfectly adequate mm-hmm. and strangely like becomes the hero of the movie. Yeah. Uh with like none of the fanfare or, or, or I mean, not even none of the fanfare, I guess, because like the, everyone like knows that he does it. It's not like it's a secret <laughs> that he like saves the day and saves the girl and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But it's more like the movie doesn't really care because the movie's trying to focus on 
Paul Walker for some reason. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I guess that's why you make him his son. Because otherwise, there's no reason to give a shit about that character. Yeah. And you might as well just drop it. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Just just because it's Paul Walker. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's so weird. It bummed me out how easily everything was sort of seen as what it was going to be mm-hmm. when his dad was explaining like, oh, she, if it comes down to archaeology and you, you're going to lose. She's going to choose archaeology. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, so you're setting her up as this big, serious fucking archaeologist person who doesn't have time for this or whatever. I don't know. She just uh, loves archaeology more. Than yeah. People. But like the way that they played it when he came to like help her out a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and play act like he gives a shit about the stuff she likes, which is like, oh, that's a great way to start the relationship. Like you uh-huh. literally just had a scene with Gerard Butler where you were talking about how much you hate the past and archaeology. And now you're like, oh, hey, what are you doing over here? What's this archaeology? Oh, my gosh, I could totally help. Yeah. Like <laughs> this is a terrible way to start this. <laughs> um, But she seems not just more focused on archaeology she seems like she barely notices that he's there mm-hmm. and she's just like okay whatever here's a, a person who's talking to me yeah there's nothing there at all and she like kind of like looks uncomfortable and looks at him and she's like chris you're the boss's son and he's like so there is something there like he took it meaning like you're the boss's son if i had any interest in you it wouldn't be appropriate but it felt more to me like <laughs> she meant like you're the boss's son. You're being inappropriate right now, boss's <laughs> son. Go away. I mean, yeah, he definitely was. <laughs> but she, the way, the like inflection and the way that she said it, she could have possibly meant it either way. I mean, <clears throat> he was being yeah. I mean, a I'll, creep I'll and say very forward. The movie surely means it to be oh he couldn't do that it'd be inappropriate you're the boss's son mm-hmm. but in a real scenario oh yeah in the like, real world <clears throat> she's telling him to fuck off yeah she's like you're the boss's son get out of here yeah <laughs> and it's just like creepy to see it played <laughs> as though this is like the romantic thing to do yeah it's weird and i wrote right at the end which is something that should not come as a spoiler because this movie is that kind of movie that's completely obvious in every way about how things are going to turn out it's actually my last note of the whole thing is just and now Chris and Kate get together for no reason like yep. they don't really do like they correct me if I'm wrong but they don't have like a battlefield saving each other or like oh my god I really do love you kind of moment you know there's no like grand unifying moment that they have together it's just like the story's over we're here <laughs> we're together now i guess that's what it really feels like um there was something else i can't I for the life of me remember any of the action scenes in this movie because it's this I, hold on <laughs> i gotta find the fucking note it's like it's it's maybe it's over halfway through i forget but it was something that I uh, I soon realized as we got into the time traveling moments. Once we get back to the medieval time, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I just wrote this movie is just constant capture then escape. Yep, that's the whole medieval part of this movie. Mm-hmm. It is so infuriating. Or you're just like, okay, here comes their big escape scene where everyone like does a job and tries to get out mm-hmm. of the thing. Don't worry. Three minutes later, 
They're going to be surrounded <laughs> by guards, and mm-hmm. then they'll get captured and separated, and blah, blah, blah. And their markers will go missing. Everyone's talking about markers the whole time in this movie. <laughs> and, oh, my God, the, 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 the sci-fi technology mm-hmm. of time travel in this movie. It's part, like oh, we tried to make it sound like real science, which is like a Michael Crichton staple. Yeah. Like Jurassic Park is like, that sounds plausible, but that's really, I don't, you really couldn't do that. Yeah. So in that case, it's a similar thing where it's like, this is the time travel version or it's like, we were trying to fax 3D objects Mm -hmm. and accidentally stumbled on a wormhole that lets us do that to the past with human beings. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but only to this one specific time and one specific place. Which is something that I'm sure pissed off Michael Crichton when he saw the movie, because that does not happen in the book. What? It is literally a time travel to anywhere that you fucking want. Oh. Yeah, right? For some reason, this movie fucking kneecaps their own time travel technology for no reason. That's why. Right? What? Why? That's infuriating. Uh, and it? I'm not even Michael Crichton. Like the 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 sheer Oh my god. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it's I... just it's just so absurd to do it that way because like the whole story, the basically, we'll try to like uh, feel out the like crux of what's happening. Okay. So, there's this company. What the fuck are they called? <laughs> I wrote it down and then I, I put I, ITC. There you go. At one point I wrote ITC may as well have just been called InGen. We get it. Mm-hmm. Big bad biotech company or whatever. <laughs> so they have <clears throat> done it's essentially what I had just explained before. They, they figured out faxing 3D objects, including people. And it essentially does exactly what you think it does. Like it breaks you down into code essentially and rebuilds that code somewhere else so it's mm-hmm. like you're technically a copy in this time yeah. now that you've been sent to so i'm trying to i'm trying to parse the novel and the movie now <clears throat> so in the movie what they discover while they're doing this is that they open a wormhole that opens up in 14th century France. Yeah. Specifically right near the town of Castleguard, which is a part of a big important battle in the, I believe, Hundred Years' War. Mm-hmm. And so that is what this archaeology crew is uh, searching for. Like, right. that's what they're uncovering in mm-hmm. their thing is this castle guard. Yeah. And discovering the artifacts from back then and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is where a lot of confusion starts for me in this. Like the movie plays out pretty straightforward. There's not a lot of like backtracking or like, this is what happened earlier that you didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Like it all kind of goes as it goes. Yeah. So they've been sending people back Mm -hmm. this company because eventually you find a guy who's been like living there for a long time who used to work there who like inexplicably has somehow risen the ranks to become fucking uh michael sheen's like right hand dude Mm -hmm. it's like how how fucking long has he been here yeah like if that was supposed to be a reveal that like that's how long they've been doing this this guy's been here for years or something like that Mm mm-hmm uh, maybe that would make a little bit of sense, but it's either way. It's just like, so this dude's been here like what? Like a couple months maybe? Yeah. And he has somehow gone from like peasant that nobody knows mm-hmm. to 
right hand man of like of, <laughs> of Lord Oliver or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, really? Okay, that happens in the book too. So uh, not, I'm not big on that one, but whatever. Um, so they, they've been sending people back and it seems like they've been doing it just to do it. Yeah. Does it, is that how just, it read to you? Mm-hmm. Like the beginning of the movie opens with the guy who like winds up in the desert yeah. and he's wearing old medieval clothes. And my first fucking note was just, oh, this is already confusing. Yeah. Like, what is this now? <laughs> but so that dude comes back and he's all fucked up. Like his, his x-rays show that his like body's out of alignment mm-hmm. because of all the time travel he's apparently been doing. Yeah. Um, and ITC takes his like corpse and gets it out of there. So they're like covering up the fact that they have been sending people back in time using this fax machine. Right. I get them covering up that they've had people go back there. I didn't understand why they were doing it. And then comes in the thing that drives the main characters that we meet, Paul Walker, Gerard Butler, Francis O'Connor, who plays Kate, that crew. Essentially, they've been told where to dig. Right. You know, like the the people who are paying them have told them to come here and dig here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Billy Connolly, the professor, I forget his fucking name, Johnson, Johnston, uh, the professor is like starting to get a little like, suspicious about this just wondering where it's like they keep telling us to dig up places and we find shit yeah and like that doesn't happen (laughs) it's like they know that shit's here Mm -hmm. already so i need to go and talk and they know they they, they're not talking to me anymore so i'm gonna go visit them yeah and see what's up so he leaves Uh, essentially they find uh this this like tunnel Mm-hmm. Uh, this hallway that used to be a part of a monastery or whatever. Right. There was the cave-in. Right. They, there's a cave-in. They go down into it. They find this place. It's like, oh, it's so pristine and wonderful. And nobody's touched it in, you know, centuries and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, what the fuck is this? Is this a bifocal? What's this doing here? And then they they find a, a, a parchment that has Professor Johnston's signature on it Mm -hmm. and he says help me and he has a date of like 1374 or whatever the fuck the year was yeah so they're like what the fuck knowing that it's a time travel movie ahead of time yeah i'm sitting there watching this and i'm like okay i'm putting these pieces together this is how the pieces came together for me they're sending these people back and we don't know why the one guy came back and they had to hide it so they're like oh fuck this is can't have people looking into this. Mm-hmm. And then Professor Johnston is now getting Snoopy. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, man, I'm going to go talk to them about this. ITC panics because he uncovers something and they send him back in time to silence him. And he smartly figures out how to talk to his own team to get them the information they need. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense and was definitely the way that I was originally going. And then they got to ITC and they said that he, that the professor insisted on going and like thinking about that, like that could also mm, yeah, be possible. I, getting all eyes squinty about it. Like, Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure he insisted like I mean, you but, sons of bitches. But in, in reality though, like, an archaeologist gets the opportunity to go back in time to their dig site. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's... R- but what I'm saying is the like, but, it, the, oh, the, yeah, the whole have... scenario just reeks. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing where it's like, so he goes to go talk to them. And then all of a, all of a fucking sudden, 
he's in the past now and then they show up and they're like oh my good golly gosh what happened oh yeah something happened you know it, it feels like they have a horrible poker face about this yeah and that there's clearly something that they have done here like they have been sending people back here for some infernal reason mm-hmm. and professor stumbled on it so they're like how do we silence you with you know no body no nothing mm-hmm. send you to the past yeah fucking die there and it's like oh yeah totally and then they go to the past yeah and they get chased by guards and they meet a girl who obviously is going to wind up being lady claire from the story that they told earlier in the movie of course <laughs> you know they do all of this shit and they eventually run into the professor and he's just like oh cool you're here to rescue me Let, let's go let's go and there's nothing there's no like, who, who sent you back? Was it those mm-hmm. guys from ITC? They can't be trusted. Yeah. Oh, there, there's something going on here, guys. Oh, shit, guys. Oh, like he's not like a madman who got sent through time because he was, you know, being kidnapped by people who wanted him dead. Yeah. It The whole thing was totally on the level. Yeah. He did, in fact, just go there and they were like, oh, hey, we actually, you could go and check it out. And he's like, what? I have to. And then he goes and he gets trapped yeah. and then whatever. Then why the beginning shit of them covering shit up? You know what I mean? That's what led me to think so much, so much evil on them. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like they never had the chance to be in Jen in the beginning of Jurassic Park. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. I guess in Jen also has the Velociraptor eat that guard at the very beginning of the movie. But, yeah, <laughs> but okay, but... maybe not the best example. But either way, <laughs> like immediately the first thing you see them doing is shady shit covering shit up. Yeah. So it's like, oh, they're bad. And then when it comes to the big thing that happens, the old man getting sent back to 14th century <laughs> France, it's like, oh, no, that was completely on the level, though. Mm-hmm. We are evil and we will do evil stuff later and we'll be real and nasty and whatever. But the thing that seems so much like an evil <laughs> thing we did actually just happened. Complete happenstance. Yeah. That's one of the huge things that killed this, like the drive of this movie. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, there's a plot of chugging. And then they discover the professor back in time. And it's like, oh, no, there is no conspiracy yeah, or whatever. And in the end, that's a big bummer because you'd think that the professor would explain the conspiracy that he uncovered (laughs) to get sent back in time, Mm -hmm. which we then we get no explanation of what ITC is doing, sending these people back in time other than just being like, we can do it. That's not evil, though. I mean, the only <laughs> thing that they really said, and I don't know, I don't know if you caught it, was that they were trying to figure out why. You mean why they? Why it was? Why linked, it opened? Why they even? What? Yeah, why it was linked to this specific place and time. And that's what makes it all the more confusing versus the book too, where it's like, okay, so in the book they can go anywhere they want, whenever. Why do they choose that battle? Yeah, in France. What? What? Like, in that case, that makes it seem like it's all predicated on the archaeological dig. They're digging there, so they're like, oh, we should go back there because we dug it up and it looks cool. Yeah. You know, but but this one is the other way around. Yeah. It's like, we can go here, dig it up, see what's so cool about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it seems like. I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Yeah. It's so crazy how the, like bad guy of the movie whose name i literally never learned it's doniger robert doniger is the lead bad guy despite him sort of seeming sort of villainous or whatever he really isn't 
if yeah. he didn't kidnap his dad and send him back in time. You know what I mean? Like, if that isn't what happened, then what has he really done here? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, other than be negligent with his employees, mm -hmm. which is like, you know, that's bad. 100%. But yeah. he's no, like, send him back in time to get murdered by a knight kind of villain. <laughs> you know? Which is the fucking fate that befalls him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like, it must be more fleshed out in the book. Because I was reading in the book, he does not get sent back to get creamed by a knight in the middle of a battle. <laughs> he gets sent back to plague times. Oh. And the, and his story just ends with him, like, sitting around with a bunch of rats crawling around, and he starts kind of coughing. And it's like, oh, fuck. That's what they do to him. Like, on purpose. It's not like, oh, shit, I accidentally got sent to plague times. Yeah. Like, so he must be fucking evil in that book for them to yeah. be like, you know where he deserves to go? <laughs> get the plague yeah you need to go get the plague <laughs> like holy <laughs> shit dude that's insane that is rough yeah really and i love like i true i truthfully do love it in the in the sense that i will watch any of the movie any movie like this and enjoy the game of like there's a crew of people on an expedition they're gonna start getting knocked mm -hmm. off like flies and seeing how it happens i love yeah. that kind of junk poor francois uh, francois i wrote as soon as he showed up i just wrote francois will die for sure and make people feel bad about it mm -hmm. <laughs> like it won't just be that he dies and they're like no it's gonna be like oh fuck oh, ah! like, yeah it's gonna be terrible and like i understand that they were talking about a time crunch when they got there, where they're like, we got to get you guys back there. Because every second that he's back there, he's getting more and more lost. Mm -hmm. And we will never be able to find him. So we got to send you guys back in time right now. So they're like, oh, shit, okay. And everyone's getting ready. And they got their little crew. Fucking Paul Walker, Gerard Butler, Francis O'Connor, uh, Neil McDonough, who uh, who is mm -hmm. also in Minority Report. And yes. on top of a bunch of other movies. But I originally know him from Band of Brothers. There you go. Uh, but he totally plays this kind of guy oh, in yeah. movies all the time. Oh, the, like, yeah. sort of mercenary guy who works for the company at the thing. Like, that sort of and guy. is kind of a cowardly dick. Like, <laughs> running off to just hit the button and go back and leave everyone else behind. I mean... Apparently, it happened on, like, three occasions total. Oh, yeah, that's he left, right. Like, they keep Decker, talking about it. Yeah, yeah, And then they he left the professor. And then he tried to leave the other crew, but it had exploded back at home base. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man, that's actually kind of funny. It's like a running joke. It's like, this dude runs all the time. He's such a coward. Yeah. Um, and but then it was like a Marine or something. Yeah. And he has two dudes with him. Uh, I don't even know if they're listed in the fucking credits here. Uh, were they even named <laughs> in the like movie? It was like Gomez and Baker, I think, are those two characters. Sure. But it was like his two dudes. His best guys. Who were guys. like, yeah, my best guys. They're coming with us. And poor fucking Francois. I was at least glad when Ethan Embry was like, I'm not fucking going back there. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Unfortunately, I still had a fear that they would kill him there. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. oh no, Ethan Embry. I always yeah, I fear for Ethan Embry in any kind of <laughs> action or horror movie because a lot of times I've seen him die in it and it's like, no, That's not why Ethan. Sweet Home Alabama was so great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's perfectly safe. Yes. Uh. He's a little, just a gay dude in Alabama. Perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah. Um... And so they all go back in time, and I was like, okay, clearly the barely named, like, <laughs> grunts. Yeah. <laughs> that grunt is a better word. For yeah, them. like the barely <laughs> named grunts 
are obviously going to eat it first because mm-hmm. they're barely named and nobody knows who they are and you wouldn't be able to pick them out of a lineup if you tried. Yep. Because I don't remember what either of the actors looked like. Nope. Um, One was a little taller than the other. Yeah. Something silly in the book. Like, and it's another one of those things of just like, what? Why? What would you do? In the book, they're both women. Huh. And in the movie, they're men. And it's like, okay, why? Yeah. What's the point? What's, what's the difference? Just, especially when they die 30 seconds after going back in time. Yeah. That was so funny and also underwhelming. I was like, Maybe... oh, at least one of them has to make it to another set piece to get killed. Mm-hmm. No, you waste them both. In the opening, like, oh, fuck, we're in bed. We're in the medieval times. Freak out <laughs> moment. And they both fucking get axed. Maybe that's why they made them men. So it wasn't like, <laughs> so- yeah, we're just killing the ladies <laughs> off first. I mean, ladies deserve to also be meaningless fodder I- in action movies. <laughs> One of each. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Spread the wealth. There you go. Um, so, yeah, they wind up going. And then it's obvious, like, okay, and Francois, unfortunately, he's mm-hmm. not going to make it. And his death scene was definitely like a bummer mm-hmm. and incredibly cruel <laughs> by the character. Damn it, and, Michael Sheen. And one of those things where it was like, if you're going to do it, just do it. Mm-hmm. And don't, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be enough of an asshole to not believe that they have an interpreter who is not a part of the French army who is coming to attack you. Mm-hmm. Like, that man is French? Like, well, yeah, he's French, but he's clearly not a French soldier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's standing here in, like, monk clothes, like the meekest looking dude on the planet. <laughs> like, I, I get it. You're afraid of spies or whatever. So it's like, yeah. okay, so then if you decide that, then just kill him. And don't go through the rigmarole of, like, mm-hmm. saying I am a spy in French and forcing him to translate it so that he will, in fact, say out loud, I am a spy. So that you can stab him with a sword. Yeah. Like, just stab him with the sword and get it over with, you pompous ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so cruel for such a sweet character. Like, God, yeah. just, could he? Could he have gotten out of it by... Like loudly stating, "You are a spy." <laughs> no, that translates to "I am a spy." That's sort of what I was thinking too. Just be like the literal translation of the sentence that you just said is, "I am a spy." Nobody can take that any other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's a bummer for him. Yeah, <laughs> but it was obvious he was going to go. Yeah, uh, and then they get oh god, and then it's just. The endless cycle of put into a prison, escaping from that prison, running off into the woods, chased by some more knights, caught by those knights, Mm -hmm. break free from your chains, Mm -hmm. talk about markers, Mm -hmm. talk about markers again. Somebody lost their marker. It doesn't matter. We don't need that marker, but we need markers, guys. Where are those markers? Everyone keep loading your markers. Like, there's so much (laughs) markers talk in this movie, and it's just like the silliest little device. They show them with the things around their neck, Mm -hmm. and they're just these little buttons and you press the button and it takes you back home it takes you back to your original time that's what these things do you can take many people home with one marker Mm -hmm. but everybody gets one right and so like there's just so much markers talk you know (laughs) what i mean and it's like i understand not wanting to lose it yeah but there's just so much talk of it and it's like guys you have like 15 of them (laughs) like you have so many of them Maybe just chill out on the markers talk for a couple scenes because everyone is so concerned about them all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you have some, okay? You're in a big group. You'll find the rest of the people. 
you have at least three or four. Can we move on and stop talking about markers for just a fucking second? God, they get themselves entwined in history. Mm -hmm. And at first, it seemed like nobody cared that they were in the midst of history and fucking with it. Yep. So I was like, okay, they haven't really explained it. And since they're working with like a wormhole they accidentally found, then I guess I can understand if there's really no true knowledge. But like, are we working with the system where this is like a different timeline? Yeah. So when you go back home, you haven't affected your own actual history. That's a new timeline that will now have your impact on it or something like that. Like the movie hasn't made this clear but the characters don't seem concerned. Yeah. So I guess I don't need to be concerned. <laughs> and then like a half an hour later, suddenly Billy Connolly is like, you can't save that woman. Her death literally rallies the French to win this battle. You can't do that. Yeah. And Gerard Butler just says, then history will change. What? Yeah. Like, I get that they're probably, like, it wouldn't be like, and then we come back to our modern time and everybody's a squid? You idiot? <laughs> like, obviously, that's not going to happen. But still, just the fact that it's like, so you're totally willing. And now everybody's French. <laughs> yeah, really. But just like, you're 100% willing to save this woman <clears throat> and not have the french win because they don't have that rallying point mm-hmm. therefore changing how this battle goes yeah and therefore history in this area which if you forgot is the united kingdom where you are from you scottish <laughs> bastard so you're changing the history of the world that you come from yep specifically like you don't know what you're gonna go home to <laughs> like your family might just not exist yeah for one reason or another it just might not and so it's like oh fuck Look what I did, all because you felt like doing this thing. But even before that, though, the one that really struck me where I was like, this dude better have a plan, and he better be playing it really close to his chest. Because when the fucking professor is like, the only way that I survived was that I promised the British guy, uh, Oliver, that Mm -hmm. I would give him Greek fire. Yeah. Which is like, if you don't know what Greek fire is, it's fire that never goes out because when you douse it with water, it just creates more flames. Yep. It's like the most dangerous thing in the world. And I, apparently it existed at some point. I don't think we know the recipe anymore. Or is that a myth? I have no idea. Okay. I don't really know. Yeah. But either way, I've heard of it before, so I knew what it was going on. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, you will change not just this battle, but literally history itself. If you give anybody... Greek fire just out of nowhere. Like, that is such a huge thing. Let's see if it changes anything. Like, I think it will. I think they've now been given such an extreme advantage. Like, it would be, it would literally destroy history as we know it. (laughs) And the professor is just like, yeah, and so that's what I'm going to do. Oh, geez, that's what I'm going to do. And I was like, okay, he's clearly, like, bluffing and lying. And he will create something that mimics it. Mm-hmm. enough for him to create a distraction and get away or something like that. Yeah. But in the end, no, he just gives it to him. Yep. They just make it and they shoot it and it happens. Yep. And it's only because of, I guess, the love of Gerard Butler and Lady Claire that they win. I don't remember what actually turns them no, out. No, oh, no, no, it's the tunnel. It's the tunnel. They yeah, find yeah. the tunnel, which is like, okay, so they didn't find that tunnel in real history. Correct. That's weird. 
<laughs> they didn't go past because that's when she right she, she breaks that thing which which shows them the tunnel and they go through it yeah because she said like who would destroy such a thing mm-hmm. and she didn't go past that and well it didn't look like she could it looked like it was completely caved in I mean, when they possible. found it in the present yeah it's so, possible yeah so, so i was like okay so that's nothing and then it was like oh no back then it wasn't caved in it was a tunnel mm-hmm. but it was like oh, okay so i guess in the original timeline nobody actually found that tunnel but now that kate and chris are here mm-hmm. uh <laughs> really more kate yeah a lot less chris i have so few notes about chris yeah because he's so ineffectual and does nothing for the story. Seriously. Everything that he does could have just been done by Kate. Mm-hmm. If it was Kate and Merrick, platonic friends who go back in time to save their professor, way better story. Absolutely. No need for Chris. No need for love story. Nobody gives a shit. Sorry, Paul Walker. <laughs> and that's honestly really almost the whole story, at least when it comes to the medieval stuff Mm -hmm. there's like a little bit of a story happening back in the present day that they eventually start cutting to like less frequently to the point where i was like is that just over do they just not care anymore yeah because it's like they go to itc they get set up in the mirror time machine thing Mm -hmm. there's that hilarious montage of painful time travel faces yeah that was awful it's so dumb (laughs) it's the worst thing Oh, my God. It was really bad. But, like, they go back in time, and then there's, like, the main people from ITC and Ethan Embry Mm -hmm. hanging out at the place. Yeah. And then when they get attacked in the past, because they got told, like, don't bring any modern weapons back. Don't do any of that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. So I guess they were kind of concerned about not changing history if they didn't want any of that stuff. But I really thought it was more like just, I mean, if you go and you blow a bunch of people away, that's bad. So don't do that. Yeah. But uh, when they get attacked... The dude pulls out a grenade mm-hmm. and unpins it. So, like, lunatic brought a grenade with. Yeah. Uh, and then hits his button and goes back to the base. Before he dies. Yeah, before he dies with his grenade in hand, drops it down, and it blows up the time travel machine. Yep. So that's an interesting development from the side of, like, oh, shit. Yeah, so now the whole, like, they have buttons on their necks and they can just go, whoop, is mm-hmm. not necessarily feasible. Yeah. Except for the fact that there was no way for them to ever know that that happened. Exactly. It, it was just like, what are they doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like, once that happens, and it's like, oh shit, will the people in the present fix the machine in time before the marker's time run out? Mm-hmm. Will they be able to fix it in time? And it's like, okay, so that's what's happening there. And they... Like I said, keep cutting to it less and less frequently. Yeah. And you're just like, it's been like 40 minutes of medieval stuff and we haven't seen what's happening back there. Yeah. What is going on back there, guys? That's the interesting part where it's like, Mm. will it happen? Because when it comes to the battle in the past, you're just like, once it works, they can just go. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no need for them to win a battle. You know, it's not like, oh man, if we, if we'd win the battle, they will give us the professor and we can take him home. It's like, no, you, everyone's together. You've got it. I mean, they do have to get out of range of other people. Well, I mean, yeah, they have like, so, there's a radius or a yeah. whatever around them. Yeah. They need clear, but still, it's just like, they just need to be together and then they hit the button and then they go. There's no goal 
in medieval times. You yeah. know what I mean? Nobody's going like, we need to win this battle. They're like, no, history just needs to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, right. Okay. So we just need to like bide our time until we're pretty sure they fixed the thing we're pretty sure is broken. I don't know. You know, it's so like, what even is this? Yeah. And then the stuff happening in the present time finally comes back and it's just like, we fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's done and it's over. They fixed it. <laughs> it was like, oh. Well, no, well, there's, there's the little bit of they get to like 81% whatever. Right. And they're like, can we do it with 81%? It's like we were in successful tests at 80. Yeah. But those then, weren't people or whatever the hell it was or something like that. Yeah. And then the CEO wants to just give up. Right. And, and he's totally ready to just like fly to another country or some shit. Yeah. So willing to give up. Like, I just don't understand. Like, and that, that too, like if it was like. A level that is so far below possible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we are at 30%. Yeah. This is not going to work. Yeah. Then I would understand the, like, fuck, and full on being ready to bolt and not having any faith in being like, let's try it. Mm -hmm. But if they are at that point, it's like, well, give it a try. And if it doesn't work and they come back as, like, horrible malformed monsters or whatever... At least they're in your building and you can kill them. Then you can bail. But it just seems so like, why are you going out of control now before it has occurred? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, give it a try. Yeah. If it fails, go to plan B. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious that he just like, <laughs> like, I guess it's fun considering that in the in the novel version, obviously, it doesn't happen this way. It must mm -hmm. happen a different way. But the fact that his death occurs because he, like, runs into the time machine mm -hmm. to dismantle it. Yeah. But before he has the chance to dismantle it, they have come back through. Yeah. Which then sends him back. Somehow. because I guess because he was in it. Yeah. Uh, and then, and at the end, because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it happens the way you think it happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's the bad guy, Michael Sheen, and he gets killed. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of those moments I wrote down. I was like, oh, my God, is Chris actually going to kill him? Oh, no. Someone's going to do it for him. Yep. Who who killed him again? Probably Kate. Oh, yeah. No, it was the French guy. It was like the French knight dude. You oh, know, with yeah, the long hair, yeah. yeah, Claire's yeah. brother or whatever. Yes, yes. I wrote here. I was like, Chris finally tries to do one thing, but Frenchie does it for him because Chris sucks. Yep. <laughs> uh, that was one of my final notes where I had had so much like <laughs> animosity building up towards Chris of like, you are doing nothing right now. Shut up. Stop giving <laughs> orders and shit. Dude, he gave so many stupid orders. Yeah. In situations where it was like, you don't know what is happening, you idiot. How are you how do you think you're in charge here? When they were in that prison, you remember when they mm -hmm. were in the prison in the roof? Mm -hmm. There was something. I gotta find it. There was something that he did where I was just like, dude, shut up. Like he just wouldn't stop talking. Oh, it was him being overprotective of Kate. Yeah. Shut up and stop talking for her. Mm -hmm. Like what? It was, it was literally, it was like, oh yeah, she wants to go out onto the roof. It's like, yeah. oh, I found a hole over here that I could, that, you know, someone could get out of and climb up onto the roof. Yeah. And Kate's like, yeah. So I, I was thinking I could go and do this. And Chris is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you. I should do that. And it's only because somebody is like, if you do it, you're too heavy, and I'm too heavy. She's the only one who could maybe do it. Yeah. And it was like, well, yeah, but also she was like, I'm going to do this. 
because it's mm-hmm. her plan. Mm-hmm. Stop stopping her from rescuing you. Yeah, and she even says she's like, "I'm the best climber." Like, yeah, fucking like, believer. Boom! There you go. Aren't you guys all friends who hang out all the time? Yeah. Like he's making it seem like, oh, I am the hero of this journey, and they're all sitting around like, "You are the worst student in this class." Yeah. <laughs> you're only passing because yeah, because you're, you're the professor's your son. You son of a bitch. <laughs> like he seems like the worst hero. He's mm-hmm. he's terrible in this. <laughs> and shortly after that, I wrote, don't kiss that dope. God damn it. <laughs> when she kisses him where it was like, ah, oh, movie. Mm-hmm. Like clearly it was going to do it because of course. Yeah. Dipshit kind of movie where it's like, well, they're the leads and he likes her and she doesn't like him, which means in the end <laughs> they'll wind up together. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but she doesn't like him. Yeah. And it's like, it's a movie though. So Just they will let her not like him. It's fine. Yeah, seriously. Why not? Okay, so towards the end of the movie there, when Merrick is fighting someone, is he fighting the big night guy? He's fighting Decker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I mean. Okay. Uh, He's fighting that dude, and he gets his ear chopped. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, fuck. It's me. I'm the person whose sarcophagus I uncovered. Mm -hmm. And instead of that destroying his brain, he's like, cool he is so jazzed about that yeah and then it turns out that oh yeah that woman like the man and the woman carved on the top of the sarcophagus Mm -hmm. is merrick and claire yep who in the story merrick told died but apparently they fake her death so that the story stays the same i don't know they don't seem to give a shit about history yeah i don't know (laughs) it's kind of silly but he stays back in time with claire and lives the life he apparently has always dreamed of. Yeah. Which is absurd to me. Yeah. Like, no matter how much he might love it. Like, he has that speech to Paul Walker towards the beginning. But, like, oh, it's about the people. What they did and who they were. And, oh, that's what's so great about this. And it's like, he's talking about looking at it from now. Yeah. He never says anything like, that's the life. That's the <laughs> real life. That's what I want to do with my life is be a fucking peasant in the 13th century or whatever the fuck like i mean it's, it's it just seems silly i mean yeah if he he's probably, with claire he yeah. would be a little bit better off but even the best off person there still shits in a hole so like <laughs> it's not a great time i mean you know they're archaeologists I mean? like, so he was probably shitting in a hole in the woods anyways still though it's just like you're you're throwing over your entire life because you're like oh this lady's pretty neat and it's like, I don't care how much you like archaeology. This is still a dumb decision. It would be a dumb decision no matter, like, I I, I don't really like those kinds of stories, no matter how, like, poignant mm-hmm. a movie or a book or whatever tries to make it, where it's like, and then that person stayed in the 1920s, like, and had to live with, like, the knowledge of all the tragedies that come mm-hmm. that they can do nothing to stop. Yep. Like, like, obviously, that's like a really like fatalistic and, and you know, <laughs> pessimistic view on it. But still, it's like, that's just got to fuck with you. Yeah. Where you're sitting there like, yeah, and I live in this time. And if I live long enough, oh, oh my God, I'm going to see. The Great Depression. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I'm going to see the world wars. Oh, God. 
oh no i might die <laughs> yeah like something really terrible might happen spanish flu fuck yeah like you know it's like there's there's so many things that i can't help but think of like how could you not <laughs> be like terrified every moment of the things that you know are coming mm -hmm. i don't know seems insane to me never like that kind of stuff i said earlier i half called that the oh. ending with merrick when they were at the scene talking about the knight and the person and his and his lady and mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I was like, and I know they're going back in time. I was like, is that Paul Walker and Kate? Is that where this is going? That they're going to fall in love and live in the past or whatever? And <laughs> gotcha. it was like, oh, nope, it wasn't them. But it was staying in the past to live forever with your love kind of thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. All righty. Half points. Half there credit. You, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I. And okay, I just I want to know, like, hypothetically, if they had kept digging around that sarcophagus, they would have found his note mm -hmm, and he would have read he, his own note. Yeah. Before he went back. Yeah. Right. What? <laughs> like, oh, it's silly. It's all silly. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I have several notes in here about God, about Paul Walker and how not good he is. <laughs> His non-reaction to Francois getting killed was infuriating. Mm -hmm. It's like Francois gets run through with a sword. Yep. And Paul Walker looks at him and he just goes, oh, my God. And that's his reaction mm -hmm. to Francois being uh, like eviscerated and murdered. I was like, this guy's the fucking worst. Kate at least <laughs> reacted. Seriously. Uh, I'm just trying to go through notes because like we've kind of covered the movie itself and i'm mm -hmm. trying to see if there's anything's in here oh yeah i wrote caught by guards for looking i don't know what their crime was the first time they get picked up they're literally just like standing in a village and then a bunch of guards are like you and they just grab them and i'm like what'd they do <laughs> like is it literally just like we don't recognize you we're taking you yeah i, I guess. guess but I yeah know. it was literally like they're not even like getting in a fight or like talking loudly it was just like uh let's detain them yeah <clears throat> <laughs> Seemed really silly to me. Um, and also, <laughs> God, when they're trying to escape the prison when they find the professor and they're talking about like, oh, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get out of here. And Chris says something along the lines of like, we have 600 years of knowledge on these guys. And I wrote, you don't have 600 <laughs> years of knowledge, Chris. Nope. Like, it's like, yes, you are right. That modern man has so many years of knowledge on this time era. Mm -hmm. You seem to have little to no knowledge at all. Yeah. So of I don't see any era. <laughs> yeah, I don't see what you could possibly be adding to this situation. <laughs> God. One of my notes randomly was just it seems like a lot of historical inaccuracies. <laughs> I mean, it's a fake battle. Mm -hmm. Like it's not actual history so to speak, uh but like just you know like uh like time stuff mm -hmm. like that's just not right what are you there doing? was like crossbows yeah that seemed a little weird i don't know like, when that kind of stuff was invented but yeah oh and speaking of things with arrows though i wrote night arrows seem like they should be the default arrows yeah <clears throat> in that battle scene like i truthfully i'm not that well versed in like medieval battle and shit mm -hmm. but the fact that the first two volleys from either side of the arrows in their nighttime battle were on fire. Yeah. So everyone watched them arc and fall and come at them and block them. Yeah. And then fucking, was it the English, right? The English suddenly mm -hmm. just shoot, quote unquote, night arrows, which are just arrows at night. Mm -hmm. 
and nobody sees them coming and they kill a bunch of Frenchmen. Yep. And I'm just like, why are they not just barraging them with arrows right it's, now? It's not battle etiquette. That is the dumbest shit. Yep. <laughs> like, that just seems like should be the default arrows, is the arrows that you <laughs> cannot see coming before they murder you. Mm-hmm. Seems it's efficient. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I did like the calling out of trebuchet every time <laughs> one came hurtling towards them. <laughs> I just, I wrote down, I was like, last half hour is basically a boilerplate medieval battle. Mm-hmm. If you've seen one, You've seen it. Yep. They do nothing particularly special. Nope. Uh, there's not even all that much in terms of like actual action. Nope. There's a lot of just like people fighting hand to hand in the castle. And night arrows. Battle- yes, and night arrows. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like you have to be unfairly compared when this is the year after Lord of the Rings ended. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like you get fucking those three movies in a row, just like, blam, first movie, not as much battle. Second movie, shitload of battle. Third movie, even more battle. And then, like, timeline, like, pfft, like you're going to look mm. shitty in comparison. There's mm. no way around mm. it. If it was before Lord of the Rings, then you'd be like, nobody knew how yeah. good it could be. <laughs> and in this case, it was like everybody knew, yeah. and you did it bad. Helm's Deep happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's a post-Helm's Deep battle, but it really looks pre-Helm's Deep. Yeah. <laughs> movie archaeologists in the year 3000 (laughs) uncovering this pile of shit from the bottom of a of a well or something oh man uh i think that is gonna wrap it up though for popcorn for dinner for this week i cannot talk anymore about this limp dick of a movie uh (laughs) but hopefully uh we'll see what happens next week? Because all these movies uh, have sort of just been like off the cuff mm-hmm. and like, oh, yeah, let's watch that one now. So we don't know what's coming. Uh, hopefully it will be better yeah. than Timeline. Ugh. Oof. Uh, do this, not recommend. <laughs> yes. Do not recommend Hardcore. Uh, this is Jeff. And Kelly. God be with you, lady. Hey.